down. Thank you. Hello. Good morning. Right, we're both totally aware that we are at Nets and it's not a problem. Yes, of course. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, good morning. Good morning. I'm Lydia. I'm one of the children's ministers here, if you don't know me. Uh, and I'm Katie. I'm another children's minister here. And Katie, you left your Bible costume at home this time. I did leave my Bible costume at home and my Christingle costume at home. I've come as a children's minister today. Oh. Well, it's great to have you here this morning. Now, I've got a question, Katie. Yeah. I've been thinking about... If you could host a dinner party and you could invite anybody, so fictional, made up, re- there's a same, same thing, thing. Yeah. <laughs> real, dead, alive, whoever, I've been thinking about that and that's been kind of occupying uh, my mind. So who do you think you'd invite? Okay, well, number one, first off, foremost, obviously, Emma Thompson. Uh, I just think she is marvellous. Uh, a bit like how I feel about Taylor Swift. She's an absolute queen. Yeah, I'm guessing she's number one on your list? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. And who else? Um, I think I'd have... There's a guy called Eugene Peterson. He wrote The Message. He writes Christian books. He died a couple of years ago. He is fab. I'd probably have him as well. Okay, you're a lot holier than I am. My second choice is uh, Sirius Black from the Harry Potter books. Because uh, I just think he's got some, uh, some stories to tell. And then I think, for me, swiftly on from that, number three, probably uh, Toto Wolf, the team principal of Mercedes F1. Oh, a bit of a curveball. That's quite an interesting mix of guests you've got that. Okay, I reckon my number three would probably be mm, tricky. Steve Irwin. I think that guy's a legend. I think he's got would have a lot of stories to tell, like yeah. serious. And yeah, I just think that would be a cracking dinner party. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Why don't you just have a chat with the person next to you for a minute and see who would you invite if you can invite anybody to your dinner party? to share anyone to share one or two of their dinner guests that they would like uh, i'm gonna apparently i'm doing a roving mic section who would you invite well i'd um, invite sunny sunny the meerkat that could be messy oh, but lots of fun great anyone choice. else got anyone james you me <laughs> i 100 percent promise that was not prepped but you know we'll see you'd make an uh, who else? The guest. Look, over here you're gonna have to like shout into the mic harry i can't quite reach you Saka. oh yes he would be cool wouldn't he anyone else i'm just down here oh oh we've got another one at the front who would you invite Zog. Zog the Dragon! Oh, oh I love Zog the Dragon. Okay, so we now know we've got the ones that we would invite. Oh, we've swapped sides and unnerving oh, me slightly. Sorry. Um, <laughs> is there anyone you wouldn't invite? Now, we're not going to share this because it could get a little bit awkward. Um, but just have a moment. You can have a chat with your families if you like. Have a quick think. Who wouldn't you want to invite? Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so I was thinking, and like I said, we're not going to share yours in case, you know, relatives or anyone. Uh, I'm thinking I wouldn't have Mary Poppins because my house is far too messy. Uh, and maybe I wouldn't have Oliver Twist because he always asks for more. <laughs> I was actually thinking I wouldn't have Jamie Oliver because I don't think my cooking would be quite healthy enough for him. And then... Oh, I wouldn't have the cat in the hat because I absolutely hate the cat in the hat. I don't know if he counts as a person, but I really hate him. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, right, so today's reading, uh, I'm going to read it to you. Uh, and it's about someone who in Jesus' lifetime uh, people would not have wanted to invite to dinner. Uh, a tax collector called Levi. Uh, so let me read it to you. It's from Luke 6, uh, 27 to 32. After this, Jesus went out and saw a tax collector by the name of Levi sitting at his tax booth. Follow me, Jesus said to him. And Levi got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi held a great banquet for Jesus at his house and a large crowd of tax collectors and others were eating with them. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law who belonged to their sect complained to his disciples. Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? Jesus answered them, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Oh, thank you, Katie. So now, if you didn't know, tax collectors, they worked for the Romans. And occasionally they were known to be, wow, a little bit naughty and take a little bit extra of the money they collected and keep it for themselves. So a lot of the people that Jesus knew really didn't like them. Yeah, and we were chatting the other day, and I'm not sure there's a, a profession as well known these days that lots of people dislike in the same way, possibly politicians, uh, but there are all people uh, that we don't like. There are even people that lots of us will take a disliking to, and we don't even know them. Maybe we walk past them, or we might see them on TV, or, yeah, to someone we don't actually know, but we can sort of dislike instantly. Yeah, and I think a lot of the time, um, it's the fact that they make us feel uncomfortable or uneasy in some way. Mm, yeah, or they might remind us about things that we don't really like about ourselves. Yeah, so Levi, as someone who worked for the Romans, was seen as a traitor. He was letting everyone down and making lots of wrong choices. And one of the reasons people didn't really like him, really, was he probably reminded them of the things that they'd done wrong themselves, as well as them um, feeling quite annoyed that he was working for the other side. Yeah, so growing up, I've, I have three brothers, uh, no sisters, just three brothers. It's a joy. Um, and I found it really hard to get on with one of them in particular. Um, and I realised as I got older that the things that really annoyed me about him were actually the things that I didn't like about myself. Um, so things like being slightly awkward in social situations or talking too loudly, things that seemed to work quite well for my job, but weren't great growing up. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that, having five siblings. Um, but you could say that the things that made you feel uncomfortable about yourself reflected in him. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and it's those sort of things, I think, that make us really quick to make judgments about the people, even those people that we haven't met. Yeah, like, so you decided you didn't want Jamie Oliver to come yeah. for dinner because you're worried he'd hate the food, whereas actually he might just be pleased that someone else is cooking for once. Well, that's true, actually. But yet in this passage, Jesus does what nobody expects. He invites Levi to follow him, and then he sits and he eats with him. He has a dinner party at his house, surrounded by all the sorts of people that society didn't like and would have hated to invite. Yeah, so imagine... 
all those people you chatted about coming to your house for dinner, Jesus would have eaten with them. Wow, that's mad. I still wouldn't want the cat in the hat there. (laughs) Um, But it's a bit more than that, isn't it, Katie? He doesn't just passively accept a dinner invitation. He actually went to Levi's workplace, didn't he? Yeah, Jesus actively went to find the people who everyone kind of hated, and he doesn't shy away from them. I think it's really important that Jesus meets people where they're at and takes them by the hand and tells them that they are loved, they are important, and they are enough. Jesus is not scared to go to the places or to meet the people that we are scared to go to or to meet, the people we don't like or don't want to get involved with. Yeah, just like he says in the passage, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. If your life is perfect, you don't really have much need for Jesus, do you? Just like you don't go to the doctor if you're, um, if you're not unwell. No. Yeah, well, you know what you're trying to say. Uh, I am sorry to burst anybody's bubble here, but um, none of us actually have perfect lives, despite what you might see on Instagram. Uh, none of us are perfect. Yeah, we all have things about ourselves, don't we, that we don't like or actually that probably make us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, and we all have things that we do wrong, choices we make that we know we really should not be making. They might be big, they might be small, but we all have them. Yeah, like you enjoying sleeping in clothes more than pyjamas. I'm sorry, that's a wrong choice. (laughs) But you eat chocolate from the fridge, you weirdo, so... Okay, well, the point is, none of us are perfect. We all need Jesus. And Jesus came for every single person in this room, every single person here today, no matter what we think might disqualify us. Yeah, in fact, he has come for everybody on earth. Not just the nice, lovely, holy people like Eleanor, but the rough, the unschooled, the smelly people too. There's a book called The Shack. It was quite famous quite a few years ago now. And in it, God says he has this phrase that he's especially fond of all of the people that the main character doesn't actually get on with. Yeah, and that's a real challenge to us. If we want to be true followers of Jesus, if we want to do the things that he did, we need to seek out those who need him even if it makes us uncomfortable. Probably especially if it makes us uncomfortable. Okay, so last chat, just before we finish. What are some small things that you could do to show people they are loved, they are important, they are enough? You don't actually have to invite, I don't know, Donald Trump to your house for dinner. I'm not asking for a big thing. But just something small every day that you could do to show people they are loved and important and enough. Have a quick chat. Okay, I'm sure you've thought of lots of incredible ideas. 
And actually, this week, we challenge you. Why don't you find an, make an effort to find somebody at work or maybe at school or maybe even in your own families who you might have actually turned away from before, you might have disqualified, and maybe you could do something to make them smile or maybe some, one of those small things we were just talking about. Yeah, just to help them feel included because it is what Jesus would have done and what we need to do as well. So let's pray before we sing again. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you include everybody. You love everybody, that everyone is enough for you. And we pray that you would help us to see the world the way you do and to include those around us. In Jesus' name.